0: welcome to the Three Six Five Sports Podcast, Episode One. I'm your host, Jack Murphy, alongside with Riley. And Riley, been a big week in sports. Opening day, Sweet Sixteen. So, just been a great week so far. So, I guess we'll start with March
1: Madness. How's your bracket looking right now? Oh, it's in shambles. Yeah, absolutely shambles. Yeah, minus two. It's terrible. I mean, it's all about the fun at this point. I mean, exactly. obviously, I'd love to be winning, but did
0: you uh, put like
1: any money down on your brackets there? Unfortunately, yes.
0: How much? I'm down hundred. hundred. See, I, I don't. I know. I know nothing about college basketball, so I don't like. I don't like put money on it, but. I don't put money on it, but um, like I still like doing it, obviously, because like literally everyone makes a bracket, and just mine is complete crap. I had UNC winning, which is still in it, and Duke's still in it, but I had Tennessee going to the final four, and I had Michigan going to the final four, and they're already out in the Sweet Sixteen. So, um uh, one thing I wanna talk about which a lot of, like is the biggest buzz right now in college basketball is Duke, obviously, and Zion Williamson. Um, their last game against UCF, I don't think they really they kinda got lucky that they won that game.
1: They did get lucky, but I mean you how do you plan a game against Taco Fall? I know, he's like he, six,
0: seven, six with an eight four wingspan. You, there's no way you can plan against a guy that good no matter who's around
1: him. Especially if he's just gonna sit under the rim the entire time. I mean Exactly your layups you have to take it out from basically Outside the box, I mean, it's how do you plan like, your game plan around that? Mm-hmm. He can, he literally dunks up and doesn't have to leave the ground, tippy toes. I know. I think the Duke Duke did a great job
0: in making him foul out for the last few minutes of the game because that game could have. That, the results of that game could have been completely different if Taco was still in there. Especially sure. when R. J. Barrett got the rebound at the end of the game, and especially when um I don't remember who it was, but the guy in UCF missed the layup. If Taco Fall was underneath the hoop, they probably had a better that chance of getting, getting the second. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. If Taco was in, they would have won.
0: I think they would have won. I think he would have put up the last shot to win the game. Okay. So, um, last night was a great game between Purdue and controversial Tennessee. Controversial. Tennessee. Very controversial, but it was a good game. But, um,
1: Big Ten fanboys, so yeah, Big Ten. Um, happy um, um, I was watching. a little upset
0: because uh, Tennessee was; he, they were going in my Final Four, but unfortunately, that didn't pan out for me. Even though it's not the biggest thing in the world, it's all again, as you said, just for fun. So, um, any other hot takes you like? It, you want to talk about in this uh, March Madness
1: tournament? You got? I want to talk about LSU. Yes, that's perfect. coming under all the scrutiny mm-hmm. with the coach. The coach, yes, it definitely suspended. And LSU, they're doing phenomenal. Exactly. Yes, this is not what you great. want to see if you're that coach. Oh, you not want to not see them get blown out. Exactly. No. But, I mean, as a sports fan, I want to see LSU succeed. I want mm-hmm. to see them give them the, hypo- the hypothetical they win the national tournament.
0: That'd be awesome. I would love to see especially upset Duke. I mean, honestly, anyone upset beating anyone. Duke is upsetting Duke. But Michigan State-LSU, I feel like that's going to be a really good game. Because, again... No.
1: But here's the thing. LSU, they win. Mm-hmm. They have to avoid the
0: tournament. Exactly. It's... And no matter if they win or lose to me for the uh, interim coach right now, it's definitely a win for him. He's definitely getting the job next oh, time. Oh, yeah, he's going to get the job. But 110%. even the LSU current head coach, he's not out of the running for a job. I'm pretty sure because he got LSU to it's where they are. It's
1: Greg Williams, the, the uh, bounty gate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he messed up, and granted, it wasn't his best shining moment, but he knows his stuff. He
0: knows, he knows the sport. That's what you want on a head coach. Um, we're going to talk more later about... Uh, more coaching issues when it comes to the uh, New England Patriots and Greg Shiano and how he stepped down but that's for later in the podcast we'll get to that so um another preview for games is North Carolina and Auburn I honestly I kind of just went with the 12 15 to 12 5 upset here and that's why I picked New Mexico State beating Auburn I didn't really research that much and it was a close game and New Mexico State they would have won that game if uh, that one guy he made his free throws, or if that other guy made his last shot, which was kind of heartbreaking if you're a New Mexico State fan. But either way, he played a great game against a great team. And then Auburn went on to beat Kansas by six. Kansas is obviously a top-tier basketball top-tier school, team. exactly, historically. historically, historically yes. Good. So, and the head coach Kansas obviously knows how to get to the get to the um, Final Four, get to the championship game, as he's done it so many years. He knows what it's like to be in. This situation while the Auburn hasn't been has as many opportunities as Kansas have
1: but who do you have won that game Auburn North Carolina Auburn getting very lucky
0: I think I like North Carolina um Little is a great player off the bench I think he he's really he's really impactful to the team and I saw something by Bleacher Report about their uh, point guard who plays just like D'Angelo Russell which I'm gonna when we talk about the NBA I'm gonna bring him up a little bit because he's my favorite player as a Nets fan here um Anyway, uh, I, I don't see it. I think he plays more De'Aaron Fox. I feel like he's, he's a little bit more athletic than D'Angelo Russell is, even though he's a great scorer. He's a great offensive
1: player. I would love to see Auburn win more than anything. I'm not a big UNC fan to begin with. I like I mean, UNC.
0: Uh, I like him more than Duke. If it was between UNC and Duke, I'd take UNC. I hate Duke.
1: However, I think Auburn's luck and Auburn's dance will end tonight. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it just happens to be that way. But going back to what you said with comparing uh, the players from UNC to D'Angelo Russell, how do you feel about Carson Edwards from Purdue? Uh, he's been playing great basketball. He definitely has been. Did you uh, hear the news today? After last night's game? Oh, he got suspended or anything. Was it no, that? No no, no, no. First player since Steph Curry to have four straight 25-point games in the March Madness tournament. I did not hear that news, no. I mean for me I have not been able to watch a lot of college basketball this mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I was actually a lot of Purdue. too. Been kind of just Purdue's been flying under the radar. Not oh, in yeah, the sense definitely. that you don't expect them to make the tournament or at least make the Sweet 16, but mm-hmm. in the sense that you don't expect them to be able to compete with these top-tier programs. No, definitely.
0: See, when I feel like people, when they look at the um, – they came out of the South in the, the uh, bracket, They when they look at that – like, seeding, they look at Virginia, they look at Tennessee.
1: Virginia, Duke, UNC, Kentucky, yep. Kentucky these, like... Yeah, they're looking at them and Prince like, a little sneaking
0: on the radar. They're probably, the, other than offside, maybe Michigan State, probably the best team around at the Big Ten.
1: Especially with all the talk around Zion. like Oh, yeah. It's all been Zion. It's all been Zion. Year. If
0: you know nothing about college basketball, you know Zion.
1: Yeah. I mean, granted, Zion Williams a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily earning the whole, basically, Zion show going on around him but then you get to look at all these other plays like Carson Edwards uh, not seen underrated he definitely has been able to build no, his draft yeah, yeah. I've seen
0: him yeah I've seen him I think in he's some drafts he's going like mid late first round so he's definitely getting attention but not as much attention as he could be getting yes most attention usually goes to obviously um, ACC players. Yes. Cause they're that's like the big, that's like the SEC of the NBA, not the NBA, excuse it's me. The Alabama, the Alabama Clemson, even, Auburn even. Yeah. Of, it's like the SEC of the, uh, uh, Nf- of of the NCAA. NCAA. There you go. There you go. All right. So. Um, Moving on to other games Virginia Tech Duke. Yes, Virginia Tech Duke. We'll get to that. I think Duke's going to win. I don't, think, I don't think Virginia Tech has a chance. No, no knock against Virginia Tech because they made it to where they are. They made it to Sweet 16. That's an accomplishment for pretty much any team unless you're a Duke, UNC, I'd say Kansas, one of those programs that make it virtually every year. Um, but I think Duke's going to win this game, especially after such a close game against uh, UCF. I, I think they're coming out running. and they're they're coming, not, they're coming in hot, and they're not taking their foot off the gas pedal. I think they're going to win this game by at least 15.
1: We gotta look at it. Is Richard Virginia Tech did beat Duke earlier in the year. That is true. But that then you also th- put in the factor, no Zion. No, it was no Zion, and, and that's Zion, huge. I mean, in their first round game against who did they played?
0: They played a uh,
1: uh, was it Gardner Webb, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Zion dropped thirty points. Yep. It's that's no matter who you're playing, he's able to drop that number of points. It's a huge game. It's changer. a huge game.
0: Actually, absolutely, Zion is definitely a 20-point difference on the court. Yes. He'll get you 20 more points, whether it's getting boards, putting up point, putting up shots, and he's very efficient, too. Very um, efficient. His first game back from injury, he went 13 for 13, yeah. which is unbelievable. It's not even like shooting 100% taking a few shots. He took 13 shots and made all of them. That's very impressive. And I, uh, before I start, I really don't... I'm not into, like, Zion hype as much as some people are, so I haven't been catching Duke games because I don't like Duke. They're, like... They're like the Patriots to me. I just hate watching them. I hate seeing them succeed. But I saw Zion the other day against UCF, and he can shoot. Th- He's not the greatest three-point shooter, but he, he has a three-point shot. And going to the NBA, he can develop that three-point shot. And if he develops it to a level where LeBron had it when he was on the Heat, or even, or like, even a, maybe like a 35% clip, a 35% from three clip, he'll be easily the best player in the league within a, few, few, a couple years being in the NBA.
1: Now, here's some actually I was talking to my dad over break about, the comparisons to Charles Barkley with Zion. And obviously, Charles Barkley, phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. Nothing there's to take away some... from him, but in the NBA, he did get a little bit bigger. Yeah. No, and definitely. It, de- it affected his game. hmm And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting on a little bit of weight, but Zion's already a pretty big kid. I think Zion's... That's on the college diet. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's a Duke star of the basketball team diet.
0: I think Zion, too, is, um, Zion, I feel like Zion can guard any position on the court as well, and he can play any, not, I guess he can play any position, he has much better handles than Charles Barkley ever had, yes, um, like, Without a doubt. absolutely, I, he, I feel like he can guard every position except for, like, maybe, like, a big, strong, like, super strong center, but even then, I still think he has exactly. the athleticism it's and top strength, of he, he's exactly, exactly, but, again, he was, like, 7'6". So, like, in the NBA, I feel like the only player in the entire NBA that would be hard for him to cover be, like, Rudy Gobert, maybe Joel Embiid, like, these really big, lanky, strong, defensive, strong centers. centers. But, like, even, like, a player, let's say, like, Kristaps Porzingis, who's 7'2". Yes, he's tall, he's lanky. However, he doesn't have the strength that those other two players in the do have. Yes. So, Zion Williamson, again, he's more than just, like, a post-scorer, rebounder, like Charles Barkley was. He can... Play pretty much any position on the court. He can shoot. He can drive. He can. He has much better handles. So he I think he. I think unless God forbid injury, God forbid something terrible happens to him, I don't see any things anybody slowing Zion Williamson down.
1: And on to the last game in Sweet 16, Houston, Kentucky, Kentucky and Houston.
0: I want to see. I want to see. I don't even know. I I think this game is a toss up. I think Houston and Kentucky they're both great teams. Uh, ESPN has its sixty-two percent chance of Kentucky winning if you go by percents, but um, I, I'm not. I, I think I think Houston can win. I think the reason why Kentucky has the edges again because they play in a better conference than Houston, but Houston again is a team that has had six, some success in NCAA tournaments, and they they're no stranger here like Kentucky is, and I feel like Houston could pull off a slight upset.
1: Going into the tournament, Kentucky was kind of my dark horse. I had them predicted to upset Duke. Really? To win the national championship. But I'm in first round, and that kind of seemed to follow along my plan, my guidelines. And then come second round, they play Wofford, who I. I honestly
0: thought Wofford was upsetting Kentucky, it was going to be like the big upset of the tournament. I actually, like, after they beat Seton Hall the way they did, I thought, you know what? I think. They're going to give Kentucky a run for the money and possibly even beat them.
1: I'm not sold on Wofford, so even that Fletcher McGee kid... Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the kid can obviously uh, hit anything from... Oh, that yeah, player. they're great... It's a great three-point shooting team. But, I mean, compared to the conferences they play in... Mm-hmm. I mean, they played some decent teams. They played UNC. They played other ranked teams. UNC is obviously the best team they played. And they lost, but... I mean, they're playing like... You like cap? Yeah, yeah. They don't play teams the best that teams, nobody yeah. that nobody really even pays attention to unless you're from that area. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, after Kentucky only won by six with Fletcher McGee going over from beyond the Yeah, audience, that's true. I'm starting to doubt it. Yeah, I could see Houston win, but Houston needs to come out playing aggressive.
0: Yeah, they do absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's pretty much all the matchups we have. So,
0: as well as March Madness, the Sweet Sixteen. The next biggest event, opening day baseball, and this is what I was excited for. I'm a huge baseball fan, huge Yankee fan. Riley, on the other hand here, is a huge Mets fan, so we kind of butt heads a lot about a lot of baseball topics, opinions, but before we get to what we had scheduled to talk about today, I do want to bring up a question that we had from a future listener, as this is our first podcast. Um, let me just pull up what he said. All right, so we do have a question here from... Uh, Twitter handle is Nick Messa 27 so... Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for hitting us up. Uh, and thanks again for s- asking us this question. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it over to Riley here as he's a big Mets fan. And it's actually a question about the Mets. How do you think the Mets will be throughout the season?
1: Well, it always... Ideally, I'd love to see the Mets win the World Series once in my lifetime. And I mean, the younger, the better. Mm-hmm, exactly. But ultimately, I could see the Mets going... Easily 500 this year. 500? I can
0: see that 100%.
1: But it all comes down to the struggle that the Mets have had these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think stay it's... Healthy. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that
0: kind of goes down to every team. I think every team can every always... Team. And any time can face an injury, scare, no matter if it's their best player or a bunch of players. But if the Mets stay healthy, I think they can... They are. I think they can get a wild card spot easily if they're yes. healthy. I mean, look at... Obviously, DeGrom is the best pitcher in the league. Um, they beat Max Scherzer, who is this, probably the second best pitcher in the league. Robinson canola look great. Like That's a great even bet. though he's very old or not very old. Eh, Alon- he's Pete like thirty six. Pete Alonso is a nice
1: nice bring up from nice bring up.
0: Michael Conforto okay. is a great left handed bat. He can demolish right handed pitchers. Yesterday
1: he did not do as ideally as anybody would have wanted to see. Hey, it's opening day. You're not gonna have, sometimes
0: people don't have can't, their best day on opening day.
1: You can't go yeah, yeah, every game.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, Edwin Diaz is a great pickup, too. He's a great... He's one of the best closers in the league at the moment.
1: Brandon Nimmo, a.k.a. Finding Nimmo.
0: Finding Nimmo. I love... I have him on my fantasy baseball team, and I can't wait for him to produce this year. And I love how he plays, too. If he hits a home run or he walks, he sprints down first. I, I, it, it looks a little weird, but at the same time, I respect the hustle. I love it. He it.
1: His second at-bat. I'm, I forget what inning it was in, but... His second didn't at-bat. He hit almost hit a home run, didn't he? hit a home run. Yeah, he Almost... Had, almost Like, about Mm -hmm. 10, 15 more feet would have been gone. Mm -hmm. Some other um, opening day.
0: I guess since we talked a little bit about the Mets' performance. But anyway, for like a blunt question to Nick, for for me, from me to Nick, I do see, as long as they stay healthy, I do see the Mets making a playoff spot. I don't think the Phillies are all hyped up to what they're going to be. I think they're going to fall to the hype. I think, think, believe it or not, I think the Nationals are going to win the division. So I think the Mets will get the wild card spot. And I like the Nationals because they. Ha- I think they have one of the best rotations in the league. They have Scherzer, Patrick, Corbin, and Strasburg. As long as Strasburg stays healthy, he's also a very great pitcher. Uh, they have Sean Doolittle in the bullpen, and they still have a good lineup, even without Bryce Harper. They have Juan Soto, who I think from now on is going to be a better player than Bryce Harper. Anthony Rendon is a solid contact hitting third baseman, solid right-handed hitter, and uh, they hit someone else. Oh, Victor Robles, the uh, center fielder. He's he has potential to be a five-tool player. He doesn't have much. He doesn't have like the power that he could have. But you see all the time, players beef up in the offseason one year, and they start they go from maybe 10, 15 home runs to 25, 30. Um, Nationals, it's um, Nationals Park, I think it's called Nationals Park, is
1: it? In, just go with that.
0: Yeah, we'll go just go with National Park. Um, it's not the most hitter friendly park, but Victor Robles still has potential to be. He's the number four league prospect in the league. He's the potential to be a very solid player for that team. So another more um, some performances I do want to talk about is Chris Sale is one Chris, of them. Yes. Uh, people believe that he was going to win the uh, Cy Young last year until he unfortunately he uh, hurt his elbow I believe it was. Yeah. yeah last year he he uh, succumbed to an injury around the end of the season. He was back for the playoffs. He's back for the end of the season, and he also was a big part in the the uh, 2018 World Series where they de- defeated the. Los Angeles Dodgers, and he actually has the iconic strikeout against Manny Machado, when he threw a slider running in on him, and Machado slipped out of his shoes, striking out. So, anything you want to say about Chris Sale's performance against the Mariners, as he gave up, I believe it was seven runs in five around five innings, he just did not look like himself. It was probably one of his worst opening day performances in his career.
1: I mean, going back to what you said, what we said earlier, you can't go out there and be the best player every mm-hmm. game. Exactly, and especially coming from Winning the World Series, it's it's a lot to live up to.
0: Do you think they have the World Series hangover?
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. It definitely has some effect. There's a it. lot of there's a lot they of come expectations. they thinking, oh, we're part of my language here, but we're the baddest motherfuckers alive. Yeah, but, like it definitely has some aspect in there. Mm-hmm.
0: And a, a DeGrom, as you said earlier, pitched phenomenal. I've, phenomenal. Game. I I had my—we um, were going to talk about predictions for the MVP, the Cy Young Award, and before my Cy Young Award prediction was Jacob DeGrom—or it was Max Scherzer, and then literally I watched Scherzer versus DeGrom, and I switched it to DeGrom. But he was just another player that's keeping it, keeping it up for this year. He doesn't look like he's slowing down at all, showing any signs of regression. He just looks hot. And another player I do want to talk about is Jose Barrios on the Minnesota Twins. You might not have caught this game because I don't even remember who they played. I don't think they, they played, played the team. Indians yesterday. They played the Indians, yeah. So even though they don't have Lindor and the lineup isn't as great as it was last year or the year before, uh, they still have Jose Ramirez. They still have a few good hitters on the team. He pitched seven and two-thirds with two hits and ten strikeouts. This is a guy, a, ni- a young guy that could probably put up elite numbers this year.
1: Yes, I very well see that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think the two biggest names everyone is focusing on this offseason. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Bryce Harper went 0-4. Machado went 0-2. Or 0-3, for, for I think. I don't know. They both went over in their first game. Again, it's opening day. You can't hang up opening yourself day. on opening day. New cities. So new cities, definitely. However, all this hype, and then players like Tim Beckham of Mariners, who, not, who like obviously people knew who he was, but nobody thought he was that great and he, and he has three home runs already this season um, he had t- remember the Mariners played in Japan against the athletics last week yes so this is like their third, this is their third game for them, and Tim Beckham has looked stellar throughout the entire three game series they play or the three games they played uh, and but lake Snell too. Um, is, do you think it's time to worry about Blake Snell or do you think you should give him a few more starts? Because he really just came out of nowhere last year and it's not like he's not like Chris Sale where Chris Sale is a pitcher that has shown, has proven himself and year after year has been dominant, has been elite. Blake Snell has literally one elite year and he comes out against the Astros which for granted is one of the better offensive teams in the league. He comes out and you know, he gives up five runs in I think five innings of work.
1: I think you can't judge a player's performance on opening day and say, oh, this is the type of player he's going to be all season. Mm. It's a long season. It is a long season, yes. But
0: I don't think it's something to, like, completely hang your head over, but I think it's so- definitely something to, like, think about.
1: It's definitely something that you got to bring up to him in practice. And say, yeah, exactly. And you can't be doing this anymore. Kay. I mean, you're, you you got to say, like, mm-hmm. we like you. We can see a lot of potential in you, but you keep doing this. We're going to have to bench you.
0: Okay, alright, so for the next thing we want to talk about with baseball, we're going to go through division by division and we're basically just going to say the team we think is going to win the division and a sleeper team. And for the sleeper team, it's going to be like an unexpected team to make the playoffs. Maybe not win the division, but maybe sneak into the wild card. So like, let's say we pick the Yankees for the AL East. It's not going to be our team for the, for the sleeper team because they're expected to do well.
1: Yes, and I mean, that's offensively a very good division. Yeah, I mean, granted the Orioles they didn't look fantastic yesterday. I could see them going five hundred. Not, not not wow, my bad. That's I could see them getting about forty-seven wins. You know, matching last year. They're not anything special, mm-hmm. but I mean, you go in there thinking you're just gonna roll over on them. Yeah, you could be surprised. Mm-hmm.
0: So you said you wanted to talk about the Phillies as well.
1: So. As a thing, I'm not looking forward, to. as a Mets fan, is the Phillies' lineup. Especially that 3-4 spot with Harper and Hoskins. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw it yesterday. Hoskins is a dangerous. If you they pitch intent- around Harper, they're going to throw you it right at in Hoskins. You walk Harper, bases loaded. Then Hoskins comes up, and you're like, oh, well, that's not someone i want on the plate either. Exactly. And what does he do? Hits a grand slam. Exactly. Yeah,
0: Hoskins is just as dangerous a hitter as Harper, is in my opinion.
1: Their offense is good, but...
0: And you know what it's going to come ta- come down to? Hoskins is a righty, right? Yeah, Hoskins is a righty. Harper's a lefty, so the lefties will pitch to Harper, and the righties are going to pitch to Hoskins. That's what's going to come down to every, pretty much every game. Okay, so I guess we'll start with a, a division that I feel like we both easily know the answer to: the AL West. And the winner of the AL West, I don't see any other team winning it except for the Houston Astros. They're a dominant team. I think they're a powerhouse. Yes, the Angels have Mike Trout, but other than Mike Trout on the Angels, I don't see any other American League team well, beating them. Or American League AOS team beating us.
1: I mean, I could see the Mariners giving them a run for their money, but ultimately I think the Strows will pull out mm-hmm, exactly. and finish strong. The Mariners do have some good players and they look hot right now, but I don't think the Mar- I think the Mariners
0: will definitely have a run or have a month where they're not playing their best baseball. And I feel like they'll be like the Athletics. Like the Athletics last year had 97 wins because they were just hot all year. I don't think that's going to happen with them this year. I'd say they'll be more around the 500 mark this year. Uh, Mariners, I feel like, will finish slightly above 100, but not like near 100 wins where I can definitely easily see the Houston Astros going too.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you want to go into AO AL Central?
0: Uh, first we'll do Sleeper Team, which I guess sleeper people kind of said with the Mariners, Mariners yeah. yeah. They have some good players, especially uh, Tim Beckham, Mitch Haniger, Edwin Encarnacion you know, is a great veteran piece on that team with some power. So, yeah. So, AL Central, I should say this is another easy one, the Cleveland Indians, because other than the Twins, the other teams in the AL Central are bottom
1: tier. Terrible. I mean, we got a good matchup. We got a good, you know, mm-hmm. possible, like, division like, yeah. rivalry game there. Like, who's going to win it this year? We got that yesterday, the Twins over the Indians. Too. Exactly. No. Yeah. I mean... Granted, opening day, but despite it's long season, plenty of games to play. I believe the Indians will pull through.
0: I think the Indians will pull through, but these Twins—they
1: could easily give them a run for their money too. I mean, the Twins.
0: Yeah, the Twins are the only team I could see giving them a run for their money, though, because yeah,
1: the White Sox, White Sox,
0: Tigers, Tigers, and Royals, Royals are all. the like, um, I don't see. I don't see them chains. getting any more than like sixty-five wins. Any of those three teams. Um, but yeah the Indians definitely I have winning that division they have a great they have Francisco Lindor Jose Ramirez who are both all-stars one of the best in their positions they have an all-star starting rotation Trevor Bauer Carlos Carrasco and a former Cy Young winner Corey Kluber and I actually do believe Trevor Bauer could win a Cy Young in his future too I feel last year is a good sign and I feel like he's only going to keep rising up from there
1: and only go up higher exactly exactly,
0: exactly. So I guess we'll just finish with the last AL, t- the last AL division, and AL the AL East. I'm gonna start first because I'm pretty sure we all know my answer. I'm picking the New York Yankees. Is it out of bias? 100%, it's out of bias. Well, either way, it's either gonna be the Yankees or the Red Sox, and I'm not picking the Red Sox. I th- and I and even though it's out of bias, I genuinely believe the Yankees can win that division. They have the uh, better bullpen. They have all-star sluggers, Aaron Judge, Stanton. They have young talent, Voit, uh, Andahar. Gleyber Torres and their pitching is not as bad as people say it is. James Paxton is a solid pitcher when healthy. Severino is for some concern because he won't be back until at least early May, and I don't even think it's going to be until like mid-May, late late May, even early June. But Tanaka looked great last night, or they didn't play at night; they played in the afternoon. But Tanaka looked great yesterday. They still have one of the best bullpens in the league, I think. The Yankees are forced not only in. The AL East, I think, in the whole division, and I think, or in the whole league, and I think, in the playoffs, they are the team to beat.
1: So, I, I mean, I hate to say, it, but I believe it's it's really a toss up: Yankees and Red Sox. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely
0: believe that too. I think it is a toss up, but I'm not picking the Red Sox.
1: No matter what happens, it's guaranteed one of the closest divisions.
0: Oh, absolutely. When it comes to in one baseball, two, yeah, yeah, I would in say baseball easily.
1: right now, one of the closest divisions. I mean. Like you want, you want to see the Red Sox at the edge right now, being <laughs> the current World Series champions. It's just, it all comes down to how they finish out injuries play. Exactly, play it picks, and
0: I think that's. I mean, the Red Sox still won a shitload more games than the Yankees, yeah. but I think a lot. The Yankees faced a lot more injury problems last year than the Red Sox did. Uh, Gary Sanchez was out with a groin injury for literally almost a quarter, like a third of the year. Aaron Judge missed a month and a half. Stanton was battling uh, was day-to-day for almost the entire second half of the year. We had some pitching injuries. Uh, Aaron Hicks wasn't healthy all year. We battled a lot more injuries than the Red Sox. So, yes, they had the joy out all year. But Bogards, Mookie, J.D. Martinez, uh, Devers, Ben Attendee, they've all been healthy for almost the entire year. Chris Sale is, was their only like, real big injury that they had throughout the season. And in the playoffs, they had great performances from players like Steve Pierce, Nathan Ivaldi, Joe Kelly, who one, Joe Kelly's gone, and two, I don't think Ivaldi and Pierce is going to do what they did in the playoffs. Yes, they're playoff heroes, and even Price, they're playoff heroes, definitely. They're going to be remembered for what they did. However, are they going to keep up that pace of play? I don't think they will.
1: Okay, moving on to the NL. Talk about the NL West. So there I know West uh, I'd say the Dodgers are going to win that division Dodgers especially last night what a show they put on oh absolutely basically home run derby Corey Seager
0: is back he's, he's back nice. and he's one of the best and he's back to say that he is a he's a force to be reckoned with. he's an all-star player and he's one of the best in the league
1: Dodgers, I mean, they put on quite a show last night. Eight home runs over division opponent Diamondbacks. I know. And, yes,
0: the Diamondbacks did lose Goldschmidt. They did lose Corbin. They did lose some
1: of their pieces. The Diamondbacks aren't as great of a team. They're not as good as a team. But still, eight home
0: runs, especially on your opening day, that's incredible.
1: To absolutely embarrass a team
0: like that. Absolutely. And you look at their pitching, too. They still have Kershaw, who is arguably one of the best pitchers of the – is arguably – the best pitcher of the decade. I'd say the only person that comes close to him is Justin Verlander. And uh, Walker Buehler, who rookie last year, had a great year last year. I, I think he going to just go up from there. I think he's a future Cy Young winner, possibly. Maybe not this year, but in his near future, I could definitely see him. Uh, Ross Stripling is a solid third starter. They have a good rotation. They have a good bullpen, led by Kenley Jansen. Uh, there's really not a weakness here, and I don't see any reason why the Dodgers aren't going to be a favorite to go to the world series again
1: i mean my only thing that i can see of them being a weakness is their age i mean yep. they're kind of riding the senior train into the season yeah yep they do have it's, some old
0: players justin turner's getting up there in age clayton kershaw is getting up there
1: players i mean it's not wrong with the same i mean the older you are the more injury prone you get yeah absolutely absolutely i mean you hate you would hate to see it happen to some of these players but it's just a fact all right, uh, so sleeper pick
0: sleeper pick um, I really can't, couldn't really decide I guess I've got to go with the Rockies and they, I think they the same thing I think Nolan Arenado is my pick for NLMVP no, no, MVP I think he's due for one and I think if this is going to be his year I think Trevor Story is a great player he's still young a nice shortstop with good power especially in a field uh, park like Coors Field Kyle Freeland's coming off a good year they are pitch. They're, they lost Otavino to the Yankees but they still have a decent bullpen and I guess it's always for always for Colorado, it comes down to their pitching. Because no, not many pitchers want to pitch in Colorado. Colorado
1: yeah. I mean, we saw it yesterday with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, what's his face? Pitching from Colorado. Adovino, yep. Adovino, he he throws He
0: throws wiffle balls. Yeah. It looks like he's throwing a wiffle ball. It's actually insane. And then he
1: comes, and then he pitched yesterday, and it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's,
0: if you guys haven't seen um, Adovino pitch last night, I, I don't remember, but I saw a video on Twitter. He, it showed his two-seam fastball and a slider and then if you don't know like they go like opposite ways one one cuts in and one goes out they literally it literally looked like the football pitches like it literally went from the middle of the zone to each end of the zone
1: it's what you would expect to see in like a training video exactly like the textbook definition this is how you pitched it exactly this is how you want to look and he made it just look easy
0: he definitely does he definitely has some of the best stuff in the league in my opinion so, the NL West, there's the NL Central and the NL East. We'll go to the Central and you the finishies. We'll do with the Central we'll finish with the, We started with the East. We'll finish with the... No, we did not start with the East. I we don't know what We ALE. started with the ALE West. ALE West. NL Central. Uh, I'm going to go to the Brewers. The Brewers. Alright, I like that pick. They have, I, I did look, look at their lineup. They have a really good, they have a really good um, starting lineup. Yeah, they meet. got um, Christian Yelich, former MVP, and he looked great yesterday. Lorenzo Cain... Travis Shaw, Yosemite Grandol is a great offensive catcher in the league, probably one of the best offensively in the league. Because, I mean, granted, catchers offensively are not very good, especially these, this group of catchers. However, he is one of the better ones. He slashed, like I think, believe, like 250 with 23 home runs, 26 home runs around that ballpark. But, no, yeah, definitely. The, the um, Brewers have a great team ahead of them. They're a great uh, team.
1: I still see this. It could be close between them and the, my super pick for it's gonna be the Cubbies. Cubbies, 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 uh, Cubbies, are a good team. They have a lot of all stars. I think they're gonna be like kind of,
0: they're underrated this year. Mm-hmm. Actually, my um, my team is different. It's not the Cubs. It's the Reds. It's, it's not the, the Reds. Maybe. It's not Brewers. I pick the Cardinals. Cardinals, really? Yep. Well, I think Goldschmidt is gonna be. A, I to I was. Think he's going to take I, was I was thinking Brewers first, and I did more research on the Cardinals. And I think they have a really, really stacked lineup. You think Gold going to turn that team around? I, I think so. I looked at their lineup. They have Colton Wong, who had a day yesterday. Matt Carpenter, who had a great year. Yadier Molina, who's, yes, he's still old, but he's still a great defensive catcher. Paul DeJong, he is a good shortstop. He's not like a top-tier shortstop. Marcel Zunet's coming off a good year. And they they got um, Jordan Hicks, who throws 100 like three, he averages his fastball averages over 101 miles per hour, which is actually insane. Yeah. Andrew Miller, they picked up. I completely forgot about that, but that bullpen just them two could be deadly because they're both flamethrowers. And Andrew Miller has some great, as a nasty slider. Um, and the rotation, not many big names. They have Michael Waka, they have flor- uh Florida. But I looked up on fan graphs from last year that their rotation was. Top ten in the league. It was number eight last year. I in a, I think an ERA it was. So their starting rotation is good. Their their offense is good, and I think they're going to be a, sh- a surprise to win the division. I think I think people know they're good, but I don't think people know exactly how good they are. And uh, my sleeper pick, to that, my sleeper pick, it's a deep sleeper pick. Deep, You're deep sleeper sneak in the wild card. Not the Padres. The Padres are the, West. And the Pirates. The Pirates? Now I pick the Reds. The Reds. Um, I just think if, if some people step up, uh, Scooter Jeanette, Joey Votto, obviously, uh, uh, U, UGR, Eugenio, Eugenio Suarez, their do needs together. to fall. It is a deep sleeper pick, but I think if a lot of things go right for this Reds team, if Yassiel Puig goes off in, in Cincinnati, I think they can do some damage, definitely. But again again just as much as I think they could sleep and in, sneak into the wild card, I think they can win like sixty five games. Right. So
1: last but not
0: least, the NL East. Nice. Who do you think is gonna be taking the crowd in there?
1: Uh despite my beliefs that the Mets, you know, phenomenal team, I'd be let's go to the Nationals on this one. The Nationals, I like that. I still think the Nationals are just they're a phenomenal team. They're still very good. I think that even despite, you know, Harper leaving Yep. That after watching them yesterday they'll be able to fit the pieces together. It's over the oh, yeah. get some jitters out. But overall I think the Nationals are gonna take the division. I start. agree with
0: that too. I think they again they have this they have the best rotation in the league, along with the second best pitcher in the league. They do have a good bullpen, they have some great players. No one really in their offensive lineup is considered, I would say, weak. All star. I would never say I would say weak. I wouldn't say weak, definitely, but I wouldn't say all-star like like elite all-star player like Juan Soto. I think he could be. He's obviously not yet. He's only 20 years old. However, uh, and I think after last year, he can even just keep building on that. Soto,
1: young player, lot of potential. a
0: huge amount of potential. The only person I see with more potential than Soto is Acuna and Braves, and I think that both of them are just going to be balling out all year this year. But if you like, just I'm just looking at the depth chart right now. And um, I'll read you the first three pitchers in the starter for each position. We have Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, who are all great pitchers. Like, they are, could be aces on any team other than the Nationals. Catcher is Jan Gomes, who was the Indians catcher. He pays an all-star. Ryan Zimmerman's a little old, but he's still a reliable source in the lineup. Brian Dozier, power hitter that was on the Dodgers, a powerful second baseman. Trey Turner, contact guy, speedy guy. He's a great player to have on the team. Anthony Rendon is a great contact hitter, and the outfield: it's Juan, so- Juan, Juan Soto, Victor Robles, and Adam Eaton. So, if you just take all those players, it, and if you just look at all those players, that's a solid team you got there. And I, I don't think, I don't think people are people are looking. Oh, Bryce Harper's not on the team anymore, and the Phillies have Bryce Harper. They got JT Romuto,
1: they have Hoskins, they but have, I don't
0: think they have the amount of depth that the. I've,
1: Washington Nationals have My problem with the Phillies is I feel like they are a team full of all-stars. Yeah. And they're going to butt heads, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone thinks that they're the best player at the position. And that's I mean, what happened to the, the Yankees when so they had some Derek Jr. Are, and Aeron. But, I mean, it just it ruins chemistry. Exactly. That's what happened with the Yankees with Derek
0: Jr. and Aaron. That's why they couldn't win a World Series. And so, like, they are they were on their last leg. Because yeah. then they were just like, listen, we just need to win something. And that's when they did. And I mean, but, like... For the longest time, Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez, they would butt heads about everything. They they hated each other on the team, and uh, I watched actually a nice. Do you watch? A, you ever let watch uh like, beef SB sports. Nation. Yeah. SB, yeah. SB Nation beef, beef sports. I really like watching those videos. I watched. Uh, obviously, everyone was like the Rondo Chris A-Rod. A-Rod you know, A-Rod Shama, and Chris Paul. A Jeter was a good one. Good. I knew they didn't like each other, but I know it was like that. I didn't. Like, I didn't. And it was always like behind the scenes too. Because very- like, I never knew that growing up as a kid. Like when I was like young, I kind of thought they were just like best friends. And like Mets fans even thought they were best friends. Like I remember, I remember being like, ten years old. And Mets fans would be like, oh Derek Jeter and A Rod, they're gay for each other. And They say shit like that, but I mean, it might have been. They, never know. I don't think they were. I think they hated each other. But um, you know, I, I think they're like cool with each other now. They had, they're obviously living they their own be, lives. They both have a beautiful wives now. Or beautiful one has a Jeter has a beautiful wife. A Rod has a beautiful. Uh, what Levy. does he call it? The fiancé? Is
1: that what? Yeah. We'll that's call him fiancé now. It's yeah, I'll, I'll cross that road when I get to it. But, I mean, going back to that, it's... butter. Yeah, butting heads, definitely. Butting heads. Exactly. And it's that's why my super pick would not include the Phillies. And mine is really a toss-up at this point. Mets, Braves. I would say the same thing. I just think, honestly... I think the Phillies are going to fizzle out. They start off strong. Uh-huh. They beat the Braves. I think, I think they'll have a good
0: but. month. I say... Good March, good April, maybe first month of May, but then I'm I feel wrong. like will
1: be a good team this mm-hmm. year, but
0: I don't think they'll be a great team.
1: They they're gonna fizzle out. It's once teams figure out how to get around that three four lineup and how to you know just kind of ruin the whole game plan there. Yep. They're I mean what are they? They got nothing.
0: Exactly, exactly. And mine I would say the Mets too. The Mets are definitely a sleeper team one. The biggest problem for them this year, or la- not this year, last year,
1: offensive production. They had
0: off offensive production and their bullpen. Yeah, you know what they did? They want they went and got Robinson Cano, and Edwin Diaz. So I think. Yeah, you didn't see a lot from
1: Pete Alonso. So Pete Alonso too. Yeah, he's especially. going up against Scherzer, the second. But yeah, pick. he's it's, it's arguably he could be the best pitcher in the league.
0: I would put Degrom first, but I can say I can think it's a toss-up between. You can them. argue that. You can I definitely see. argue that. Yeah, every a lot, a lot of people do have Scherzer over Degrom just because of what Scherzer has been doing for the past like couple years, rather than just last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Degrom kind of. I'm not saying Degrom didn't come out of nowhere because everyone knew Degrom was a great pitcher, but Degrom didn't really like peak, Not peak, but he had, last year for DeGrom was like a complete different animal for DeGrom.
1: Last year, DeGrom just flipped the switch. Oh, yeah, he
0: completely flipped the switch. The switch, absolutely. I mean,
1: you hate to see it. I mean, last, we were talking about it yesterday. If the Mets had scored like what, more than two runs in the games he pitched, mm-hmm. he would have been 25. More. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you do that, that turns the entire season around.
0: Absolutely. So, that's pretty much all the divisions we have. So, World Series prediction early obviously obviously we don't have much to go off of as the teams yeah. have just played one game but if you had to predict the World Series who'd you go you
1: know I'm gonna go Brewers this is the real one the real problem here yeah
0: I, I think you'd be either the the Yankees Red Sox and Masters all have a huge chance Brewers Astros that's Brewers Astros all right I'm going Yankees, Cardinals.
1: Wow, you're uh, sleeping, pick.
0: Damn, yeah, man, I like the Cardinals. I do. I really do like them this year. I think. I think they're gonna have some big, big time performances. I think Goldschmidt's gonna sh- love. Another thing is, in Arizona, Goldschmidt was the only guy. I think heading to St. Louis, he's still probably the best hitter on the team. But there's much more talent around him, especially offensively. Especially when you go like Azuna, DeJong, DeJong, uh Colton Wong, those are players that are offensively are better than what he had on Arizona, and I think that's just gonna help him out because I don't think pitchers are gonna have, gonna be forced to only focus pitching around Goldschmidt. Because I feel like when you're the only good player on your team, you're the only person to worry about as a pitcher. But when you, especially like powerhouse teams like the Yankees, the Astros, the Red Sox, if you're facing four sluggers, you can't pitch around all four of those sluggers. You have to come at one of them, especially when they go back to back to back to back. Yeah. and I think I don't think to like a huge extent that's going to happen to Goldschmidt but I think it's going to happen to Goldschmidt this year and I think you're going to see a great year from him all right, so I guess another thing is awards like MVP I, I kind of went pretty safe here I went Arenado and Trout for MVP obviously Arenado in the NL and Trout in the AL however I think my like sleeper pick I don't do sleeper picks for all of these but for the AL I got Francisco Lindor Still only 25 years old, and he doesn't turn 26 to November, so he's essentially 25 the entire season. I think hitting 38 home runs last year definitely helps. I think one of the best defensive shortstops in the league, the best defensive shortstop in the league behind Anderson Simmons of the Los Angeles Angels. I think it's, this is his year to just completely go crazy. I think he hits over 335 home runs, 100 RBIs, not just the, his first MVP award.
1: And I mean, I'd say agree 100% with you on that one. If you're not picking him, then you're crazy at this point. Yeah. At, at this stage of the season, you're either like a genie who can see the future, mm-hmm. or you're crazy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cy Young, as I said earlier, my prediction for Cy Young was Max Scherzer. Two days ago, yesterday, got changed wow. to Degrom just by how dominant he looked again already. And the AL, I picked sleeper Trevor Bauer. Again, I just see him getting so much better and becoming one of the best pitchers in the league.
1: I could easily see that. I mean, obviously I'm going to have to set up my boy DeGrom on this one.
0: Yep, absolutely, I can see that. What if it's a battle between DeGrom and Syndergaard? If Syndergaard has, like, a DeGrom like 2018 this year, how cool would that be if they were – it'd be like – it'd be like – It'd be like back in the '50s the Yankees when uh, Mickey Mantle uh, was like with that. They were whole, going after the home runs like 50. They had like over 50. Yeah, they were each like going back and forth, back and forth,
1: just like a battle between teammates. And I mean, yeah, you love to see it. You do. You really do. It's like competition. When, at it's fine. It's well.
0: exactly one. T- one players can share the spotlight. It's a thing of beauty. But, I that,
1: but the competition itself benefits because exactly. they're playing the same team. Exactly. You're not like getting. For example, you're not getting Scherzer and DeGrom. I mean, you're getting yeah. team, two guys on the same team. They're going to be the same talent. You can really compare them and see what they've done right, what they've done wrong.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, and then Rookie of the Year, I had Victor Robles of the Washington Nationals. I just really have a great feeling about that guy. And Everyone's picking the angle is um, Vladimir Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Man can hit. The kid can hit. He's he a great hitter. I know he's injured at the moment. However, I think he's going to bounce back from it and have He'll a great year back. Oh, yeah. you hate to see like a career yeah, exactly.
1: not ending with like, career worsening injury yeah yeah to, like definitely it, especially so
0: young yeah especially at such a young age basically our age
1: <laughs> i mean it it's crazy to see perspective people.
0: yeah really like we're here just talking about people that are our age making millions of dollars playing sports
1: especially desire uh, you're younger <laughs> yeah really
0: it's insane and uh last thing i do want to talk about is some of these contracts Obviously, the past couple weeks, a lot of big extensions. Starting off right after, I guess, when even before Harper signed, I believe Arenado signed an extension. That was like the first really big one. There was Machado, Arenado, then Harper. Then we had Mike Trout, Alex Bregman, Justin Verlander, Chris Sale. Aaron Knowles signed one earlier. Blake Snell, Jacob DeGrom, most recently. So, any people on that list you think you're like looking at that and saying, why are they making that much money if they're not that good of a player?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, we both know Harper and Machado went over in their opening days. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's hard to gauge the season off opening day. I mean, we've gone over that. Yeah. It's hard at that point. I yeah, get, I was, uh, yeah, 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 I I, I get still that. think Harper is getting too much. Okay. And, does he, or does he deserve a, a fat paycheck? I mean, yeah, he's one of the best players at his position. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the best players in the league. Yeah. But you sign up for too much money for too long. Exactly. Yeah. Machado too. They can they can barely afford that now. Yeah. What makes you think you'd be able to afford that in like twelve years. Exactly. Yeah. De already proving. Oh, absolutely. He's he proven already, it. He's proven it, it already. It. I mean, Robinson Cano. I mean, even yet yesterday, if that's any way to gauge a season, mm-hmm. then yeah, he's earned his contract.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, no doubt with that.
1: I definitely do. I think actually. um... It's not the big money contract that you see all these other guys get. No, yeah, definitely. But, but he—he's getting twenty. Well. I wouldn't complain
0: about one hundred fifty million dollars. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't think any of us would.
0: So I guess we—we we did talk. We said that. So other stars that I think needs to get locked up. My uh, Aaron Judge, I think Judge. He's, he's making. Star. He's making five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's, he didn't have any arbitration years yet. I think his first one is this year, so he, he'll make more next year no matter what. But I think you got to extend him. You have to. I think we should extend him not, this year.
1: Not only do you have to extend it because he's playing star right now, but he's well, he's become the franchise. Oh, absolutely.
0: He's the one newer game. Yes, Stanton is Stand-up. Playing great well too. Great. I mean, he's a great player too. Dd I mean, two. They're not recognized. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is the face of that Yankees team, and he's probably a top five. Not the best player in the league, but he's probably one of the top five most popular players in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can go around the country say Aaron Judge. Oh yeah, everyone, everyone, will know.
0: everyone will know who Aaron Judge is. And of course, it helps that he plays on in, Yan- in Yankee Stadium. But I think the Yankees should have locked him up this plays year.
1: in the New York market. Yeah, definitely, yes. absolutely. New
0: York market helps no matter what sport you're in. Yeah, hundred percent. New York market will help any athlete. So I don't know why it'll help, or help hurt any athlete. Oh yeah, that's definitely. what i don't get. If, you, if you come to New York and suck, the New York fans, New, the New York community, the New York market will let you know about it.
1: Not only that, but say, I know we haven't seen anything happen this year, but say a Judge, it's, this is essentially his contract year. We'll put it at that. Yeah. But say he does some stupid stuff at like out in the town. I mean, you get caught doing that. You can only get away with so much.
0: Yeah, ex- absolutely. It's
1: it'll hurt your contract.
0: Yep, Aaron Judge is one. Francis indoors is another one that he can definitely ha- work an extension. And Chris Bryant too. I don't think Chris Bryant is on the level of the other two players, but I think he's definitely still somebody to note when talking about people who needs to get a contract extension because he's probably the best the best player on that club's team that is a world series favorite again this year. And he was a big part of them winning the world series in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's pretty much everything about Oh wait, last thing about baseball. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah. Bryce Harper's cleats. And they looked like Crocs.
1: I mean, I get it. You're trying to I guess show. yeah, he, he wants to like fit in Philly. No, no and I'm not going with that. I mean, he's trying to search for- Trying to, uh you know, give a support for a team. You know, Philip's going to of a green. That was what he was going for. But to me, it looked like throw-up green. Like, yeah, I mean, it looked throw-up green from far
0: away. It looks like no matter how well you do, course. like,
1: if I'm out there. Say this is just, like, a regular high school game and I see some kid going out there and he's, you know, projected, like, the number one, like, recruit in the nation. Mm-hmm. I don't care I'm still making funny for that. Those oh, yeah, are absolutely.
0: They were terribly ugly. I mean, they look, look, like, like, they they like, look like Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. More than Philly the Fanatic.
1: Like, I could be out there on the pitcher's mound. You could hit I would ball. laugh at him. I would straight la- up laugh at the you guy. You could and probably would hit every ball I throw, but I would still be making fun of his shoes all the yeah. yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's just not a good look on him. All right.
0: Not a good look. And hopefully he sticks to normal fucking cleats. Um, anyway, we're uh, going to the NFL now. now. Um, winners and losers. We'll talk about the biggest loser of the past few months or so in the NFL, the New York Giants. So we all know what happened. They traded Odell Beckham Jr. for a first-round pick, which Tr- is the 17th no pick, plan. and really Jabril good. Peppers, who is not a bad safety, but he's not worth Odell Beckham Jr. And um, we, the thing that really irks me about this is we don't want to pay Landon Collins, we don't want to pay Odell, yet we want to pay Eli Manning, and I just don't know what this team's doing. They want, they're want they trying to trade for Josh Rosen, however, I don't think Josh Rosen's very good, and I honestly do believe, after some thought, maybe we have to wait one more year for a quarterback. I don't want to rush it. I'd rather get the best defensive play, because this is a defensive draft. The best players in the draft are defensive defensive linemen, linebackers, those types of players. And I don't want to pass up on one of those to get a quarterback that maybe he'll be good, he won't be great. Like, Tua is going to be great. Dwayne Haskins could be good he definitely could be good he could be great but I think Tua has much more higher potential much higher ceiling and a much higher floor even to be honest
1: you know who I think is getting kind of like tossed aside on this one Will Greyer
0: Will Greyer yes from West Virginia I mean, Yeah, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I saw him play he was, he's good he's when definitely good you could put player. him up
1: there you had to keep him up and there were talks about uh, Dwayne Haskins yeah I mean they're Essentially, I don't want to say the same players. They're similar. They have similar play similar styles. Similar play yeah. styles, but, I mean, compared to Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, I'm still not sold on this the whole golden boy arm thing. He played in the really. Pac-12. Yeah. Pac-12, notorious for no defense. I think he should have played baseball. Easily, yeah.
0: I think he should have. Especially, like, look at the contracts. Again, another player in baseball. Let's go back for one second. Eloy Jimenez. He's a top-three prospect. He's making fifty million dollars already, and he has played one game in that MLB. So baseball players, if you want to make money, you go play baseball.
1: Anyway, back to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's still not sold on it. I think, yeah, he's a good QB. I mean, could he have a career? Yeah, but I mean, if you're, I hate to say it, but this draft, he'll go no matter what. Oh
0: yeah, he'll go. He'll go probably first if, if they don't. First. If the, if the Cardinals don't take him, Giants will. And I kind of obviously if he's on the Giants, I, I wish think he's him going success. number one
1: overall. Number one overall, no matter what, even if it's the Cardinals, because Cliff Kingsbury gets a quarterback he wants to work with. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And I know. In interviews, Cliff Kingsbury has said that these are all just kind of like blown out of proportion. He's never said he doesn't want Josh Rosen. He's always said Josh Rosen is a good QB, and I mean he can work in like the style that we're gonna play with. But Kyler Murray's a yeah, QB, he true. wants to develop. That's true. Yeah. I mean. To me, it is a huge waste of a, of two first-round picks at that point. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, as a Jets fan, I would kind of like to see that happen, kind of <laughs> stir the pot for all these other teams, like yeah, the Raiders, the so, right? Giants, yeah, Jaguars, Dolphins, Broncos, all these teams that need a quarterback, mm-hmm. a young quarterback. Let me correct myself there, because Broncos did sign Flacco. Yeah, but he's on his last legs. Yeah, he's on his last legs. I mean, I can't believe that guy won a Super Bowl. I can't believe he won a fucking Super Bowl, man. His defense won that Super Bowl. He did, but he won the MVP. The quarterback, they have to. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to see that happen because then that offers it all up for the Jets to trade back, get a first round pick. I'd be happy to trade for the Giants for the sixth overall pick and get a second round pick. Get your second round pick back. Yeah. And ultimately, I would love to see the Jets draft Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. That receiver, mm-hmm. he is. I don't buy into the whole DK Metcalf hype, like hype either. Yeah. I mean, grand. He a great combine. He's, great he's, combine, he's, but I don't believe he Mikhail is. Harry, like look at John Ross. Like I
0: feel like people that have amazing combines they never pan out. Just I just feel like it's a thing. Like John Ross, he broke the record. He ran a four one nine forty. Yeah. He sucks. Or yeah, exactly. He's or garbage. He's
1: he's fucking on the. Like, Bengals practice squad. He's not really in the practice squad, but he's... In Might the, as well be. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, going back to Nakeel Harry, I believe he's just a phenomenal receiver. He can get anything he wants after the catch. Mm-hmm. He will attack the ball aggressively, and his off... It's, like, after-catch ability. It's just insane. Yep.
0: No, absolutely. Okay, so now I want to bring up another loser for me, the Patriots. Patriots. Patriots lost Gronk. He retired. Yeah, probably the second greatest tight end of all time, behind I'd say behind Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, I would say that's fair. Um, if he wasn't, if he wasn't plagued by injury, I would say he would be the greatest tight end of all time. But of course, injuries is a part of the sport, and avoiding injuries I feel like is an important part of the sport and important to be considered the greatest.
1: You will get injured yeah. as a player, no matter what.
0: Exactly, but I feel like as a player, you can, you, you can being durable is also very important to be able to cement your legacy that's why lebron other than his groin injury he had a few months back he has had no major injuries at all throughout his entire career and that's why he was able to be known as one of the top two top three players of all time um anyway yeah they lost grong and they lost greg shiano their defensive coordinator uh greg shiano was a head coach at Rutgers. He's, most, he's infamous for his time at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they weren't very good with him, and he was, uh, I think he was bouncing around, uh, he was a defensive coordinator at Ohio State this past year.
1: Yep. Yep, he was a defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Before being hired to the Patriots February and officially ret- resigning yesterday. 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 Yep, so he wanted to spend time for his family. More time with his faith and family, which, yep. I mean... I, I gotta respect that. You can't say anything to knock that, but I mean, yeah. you're kind of leaving... I. I hate to say, it, but are leaving Belichick out there. Yeah. Because, I mean, most of these guys that he was already looking at, some of these college defense coordinators, they've already either been hired by NFL teams or they've already re signed yeah. their colleges. They,
0: they did kind of screw him over because there's probably other people that Belichick was looking at, too. And yeah. they're already all signed. If they whoever they're going to take now is going to be some dump
1: player. It'll However, though, that, you know. Won't be a big name, but, I mean, ultimately, Belichick. Exactly. that's I, Like, if this had to happen on one
0: team and they still succeed, it would be the Patriots because Belichick will just teach him, not his ways, but he'll teach him what to do, and he'll definitely take over, definitely the, defense take over you. the defense. Yeah, because I feel like Belichick is fully capable of doing that himself. So I'd say a small loss for the, the Patriots, but honestly, that doesn't take anything away from them because they'll still be a, a Super Bowl favorite easily already. Beginning of the year, Uh, for you to see win, I'd say the uh, Packers. Uh, They did. They They had. They signed some They signed some really good players. The um, defensive end from uh, Washington, Preston Smith. uh, He has since entering the league in twenty fifteen. He has like twenty seven sacks, and that's again. Packers with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. They have a solid offensive team. Their biggest issue is their defense. And signing players players like Preston Smith, Adrian Amos from the Bears, who his rookie year was outstanding, phenomenal, kind of slipped off a little bit last year. However, he's still a reliable safety, which is a huge concern for the Packers, especially after they no longer have ha ha Clinton Dix after trading him. And they also got an outside linebacker for the Ravens, Zadarius Smith, who kind of broke out last year with eight and a half sacks, which is phenomenal, especially for a linebacker.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go and say I have two. Free agency winners, in my opinion, one is individual person, one is team. Mm-hmm. I had to go with the Jets. That's my team right there. But I mean, they they, yeah, they made some hu- they Huge. made some great great free decisions. Teams. I mean, great decisions. Obviously, you had Anthony Barr getting cold feet at the last second, not going. But you got C.J. Mosley. Who, I mean, ideally it w- it was to get both. He was great. Anthony a Barr great and C.J. Mosley at the same time, but C.J. Mosley kind of backed out. Went back to the Vikings. Yeah. Anthony Barr went back to the Vikings. C.J. Mosley kind of. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I'd much rather have him if it was between the two. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, I do think that they are paying him a little bit too much money, but I've I mean, got a great do You had so much money in cap space this year, mm-hmm. and you have $26 million left after all these pickups. You got uh, Crowder, James Crowder from the Red Yes, James and Crowder. I mean, granted, last year. It's, hey, it's good to get at least some more weapons for the Jets because last that year they man. did not have that great ones, they didn't have that many great weapons. It, they still lack a true number one receiver. Yes, but they, now they have at least some good, reliable, one. and they have Le'Veon Bell too. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely, that was my right next top three
0: running back easily in the league. Yeah. Probably top. Now I'm going to say I'll go Saquon
1: one all day. I'll give Le'Veon Bell too. Well, I, I disagree on that, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Le'Veon Bell adds a close shallow pass threat. Absolutely, some yep. of the Jets need because now you have Quincy Enunwa. Chris Herndon, Robbie Anderson, who's good deep threat. Good, team long, deep yep. Good like, mid-to-deep threat. Yep. Chris Herndon. Easily best rookie tight end out of the draft last year. Really? Easily. I 110% agree with that. Had a phenomenal season, even just in general. I mean, I think he was very good coming out of college. But now you have him and Le'Veon Bell. Imagine the damage I could do. Their only weakness... They need an offensive line.
0: Yep. But actually, they did also draft... Or not draft. They did sign they a guy up from the Raiders, Oshmi, yeah. I don't know. He has but a weird I mean, last name, but he's solid. But they still solid, do need more but they reasons. need to build up that line. Exactly. Kind of wow. what the Giants are doing. Even though the Giants are kind of destroying every part of their team, their offensive line, their building is pretty solid so, like right now. They have Will Hernandez, who actually had a great year last year. And they picked up Kevin Zeitler, who's one of the best pass-blocking guards in the league.
1: I've said this since... Dak Prescott had his rookie season. All you need in the NFL to be a solid team in modern-day NFL is a good one. is a stud offensive line, a stud running back, and a somewhat decent QB. We saw it when Zeke was suspended. How did the Cowboys do? They sucked. Mediocre. Mediocre, yeah. And especially with all their offensive linemen going off bigger, better things, yeah. going anywhere, retiring, whatever. They sucked. Yeah, they weren't anything special. They weren't, they really weren't good. The rookie year, they weren't America's team anymore.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not America's team. Every year, just goes more
1: and more towards the Patriots. Yeah. So you also said you had a uh, winner, an win- individual winner. Yep. And it's not individual winner like he won a team that's gonna win him a Super Bowl. It's he got kind of like the most bang for his buck. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown to the Raiders. He manipul- He's a real winner. It's. In yeah. that trade, he got not, what he wanted. He got a nice He's out in California. He got everything he wanted. Exactly. It's not what team won that situation. Exactly. made They both lost. It's Antonio Brown won. He manipulated both teams. Yeah, he's getting what he's won. He I gets mean, give getting him all the credit wins. for that, but scrim it's a Raider. Yeah.
0: All right. All right, so um, I guess it, there's not really much to talk about for football as – Again, it's we can delve
1: into the AAF a little bit. I was gonna
0: say that, but one, the AAF is doomed to fail. It's garbage. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk real quick. Eminem tweeted about exciting teams, expanding teams. He talked about adding fighting, Lincoln hockey, yeah. but, um, but but and but uh, it's just it's not it's not gonna work. They're already about to be bankrupt. Anyway, I don't want to talk too much. I really don't want to talk about the AF because we're already over an hour. So um, we'll just quickly skip over that. We'll go to the NBA. LeBron James is only in LA for the Hollywood. He, I think he's only there cuz he wants to be a big name, a big star. He wants to live in Hollywood. I don't think he I think I think he wanted to win too, but I think he it's bit more off more than he could chew. On this. Exactly. And I think when focus it comes to winning basketball, yes. And I think when it comes to winning, I think he expected players like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, uh his
1: his supporting cast to be doing well, more. Them to be doing a lot more yeah. to be
0: Yeah, I think he bit off a little party. bit more than he could chew. Yeah. I still think he's a great player.
1: He's still a great player. I mean, you can't argue that, but I do agree. He moved to Hollywood f- mm-hmm. more focused on post-basketball. Yep. But, but I think the Laker move also had to go of like he wanted to retire mm-hmm. somewhere where like, you know, it's known for basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the Lakers... Shaq, Kobe.
0: Yeah, Shaq, Kobe. Um, a lot of big names go to LA. Like, yeah. Even at... Especially at the end of their careers. Like yeah. Even like Carl Malone went to LA at the end of his career just because it's the spotlight. That's where I mean, people want to be.
1: I th- It's a smart move by him overall in general. Yeah. Because he realizes he's... He's getting old. He's getting
0: old. He's done, like, love him or hate him, LeBron has done every, accomplished just about everything you can accomplish in the NBA, and he wants to go out having fun. And I honestly, as some people hate that, some people hate him, I can respect it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. I think I've made my position on that totally known Jack over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a smart move. Yeah. Like it's You're going to Hollywood. I mean, many, I mean, look at Shaquille. Mm-hmm. What's, what's his career like now? He's, <laughs> he's. The gen- in the general commercials I mean he's pretty much like he's
0: probably the b- biggest the most the biggest like icon to come from basketball the
1: most successful icon to come from basketball after their career after, yeah like I mean, Michael Jordan except for like, Michael Jordan all he, the whole shoe brand just yeah selling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
0: other than that but that, even like that I think like when it comes to like mainstream media I think Shaq is more popular than Jordan yeah I could see that yeah um, another I want to talk or one thing I want to say yes the Lakers are a big disappointment this year many people had did you think at the beginning of the year did you think the Lakers were gonna miss Absolutely the playoffs? Not. Yeah
1: what uh, that they were gonna miss the playoffs? Yeah I had a huge feeling that really I didn't I, not, I thought not I didn't think they one. would be like a top 3 seed, but I think they'd sneak in the playoffs anyway I didn't think they would finish the way this they did. badly but oh, okay okay I, mean, I definitely. Did not have them. All right. You All right.
0: Okay. The Lakers, yes, they're a disappointment. Another team I want to say is a disappointment are the Celtics. Now, hear me out on this one. I know, there's yes, they're still going to make the playoffs. They could turn it around. However, up to this point, I think the, the Celtics have not been what they are up to.
1: Um, what they were expecting. They what, what they expect. Like I sessions. think, every,
0: especially after making the Eastern Conference Final, going to Game 7 against LeBron, without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, I think a lot of people Including myself expected them to be The team B in the East And, yeah, and yes I mean, Yes the Bucks Yes the Raptors They've had great years But the Celtics Have had that down here too um, They played well Against their conference Because they seem to Beat the Sixers Just about every time They play them Love um, They do Yeah Because I hate Philadelphia sports man I can't stand those fans it's Any sport And I honestly I Used to think Philly fans aren't bad But all the other ones are No They're, they're all terrible um, it's, unless you listen to this, if you're a Philly fan, you listen to this podcast. You're not one of those. You're great. Um, anyway, they're they're the fifth seed. They clinched their spot in the playoffs, but they still pl- they play Indiana in the first round. Which, yes, it's probably the best bet they, the best team they could play in the first round. The Indiana, especially now that Oladipo well, Oladipo's been out, but Oladipo's out with the torn ACL for the rest of the year. However, they're going to be the at a five seed. They're going to be the away team. The whole the whole time, because the three playoff teams after them right now are the Pistons, the Nets, and the Heat, and I don't think any of those teams are going to be able to beat the Sixers, the Raptors, or the Bucks. So I think the the Celtics have a great chance. I don't think it's one hundred percent. I think they have a grand chance to make the first round. I think it's going to be really tough for them to get past that, though.
1: I could I agree with that one hundred and ten percent. But uh, I mean, ultimately, I still think they have that winning mentality that it'll pick up in the playoffs. Mm. It's I mean, at this point, you kind of already, you kind of already yeah. like know where you're gonna fall. Yeah, definitely. It's these kind of these last couple games really don't matter that much anymore, unless you're shooting for like that number. You're trying to shoot for a better chance of the number one overall pick. Yeah, absolutely, it's mix.
0: absolutely. But uh, uh-huh. And another thing, I want one more thing I want to talk about about the Celtics is again, a lot of the uh, Lakers' like recent struggles has been attributed to like low chemistry. With, within the locker rooms because of the Anthony Davis trade and LeBron trying to send them out. What what do you think about the talks of Kyrie signing to the Knicks? I don't think that has any I think that's not maybe not in the same same intensity that it's hurting the Lakers and LeBron, but I feel like like everyone's saying Kyrie's coming to the Knicks, Kyrie's going here, Kyrie's not staying. I think the players are gonna be like, why why would I listen to you, you're just gonna leave next year? I why you're question. not why would we build around we why why would we have you as our leader if you're just gonna leave us
1: I 110% agree with that like you may think that it's not that big a deal but like people always get and talk about trades but I mean especially in season towards playoffs let the guys play exactly don't talk about it like yeah don't make it as much of a big deal
0: that's what the baseball said let the kids play great commercial if you haven't seen the Let like play um MLB commercials I really recommend watching it. it's great all right last thing we want to talk about before we move to our last topic UFC MMA um uh, I guess we'll, we'll do um, MVP debate. That's the last thing we'll do for the NBA. So, Giannis, James Harden, they both built quite the resume for the year. Both had great years. Honestly, if I was picking an MVP, I'd pick D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> no, uh, yes, I think D'Angelo Russell wins most improved player of the year, as I only either see him or Pascal Siakam winning the, the award, and I pick, through bias of being an ex Fan, D'Angelo Russell. However, let's skip that talk. We'll just talk quickly about. The MVP, so James Harden or Giannis, who'd you got? James Harden. James Harden. I, honestly, it I... It may
1: come down to who will win. Mm-hmm. Who will win their team of championship.
0: And I think You think it'd be James Harden?
1: I have a lot of faith that the Rockets will win this year. This is their year.
0: You think so? Even beating the Warriors?
1: Warriors, I mean, yeah, but I mean, the Rockets are able to compete with yeah. them. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think... It all takes just one... Bad quarter about Warriors. Yeah, and then the Rockets snap. bad plays. And, I mean, it goes vice versa. But I mean, ultimately, I think the Rockets will pull through. It'll Definitely go to seven. Definitely go the distance. Oh yeah, they can definitely
0: but, do that. Absolutely, they've done it last year. They can do it again. Yeah, and and honestly, people think that if Chris Paul played last year, he was out Game Seven, and that's why. And the Warriors took advantage of that because he couldn't make. Uh, There's no like, yes, James Harden can make plays, but Chris Paul is that true playmaker. And they couldn't create open, open perimeter shots. And I agree with you. I actually I trash one of my friends. Um, if he knows, if he's listening to this podcast, he knows I'm talking to him. I trash James Harden a lot. I say he's garbage just because he loves him so much, make fun of him for it. But if I have to be truly honest, James Harden wins MVP, in my opinion. Um, he, again, he's averaging over 36 points a game. Uh, he has even like almost eight assists. He has a high turnover rate. But I mean when you're the playmaker of the team, when you have to carry a team as much as he does, you're gonna have a lot of turnovers. He's just doing things this year that are, he's doing things this year that we haven't seen in a long time. Probably since Prime Kobe. He's just one of the best scorers of our generation. He's one of the best scor- he's easily the best scorer in the league right now. He can make his own plays, makes his own shots, and he definitely deserves to hold his second consecutive MVP. Definitely. So that's pretty much all for the NBA talk. We've been going on for a long time, but we have to hit one more topic, and that is Conor McGregor. Not the best UFC fighter ever, but he's one, probably the most controversial, and he's probably one of the most hyped.
1: I mean, if you're going to talk about, like, your top five UFC fighters in, in the history, you have to have him up there.
0: Top five, I'm not sure. Top ten, I definitely would have
1: him. I 110 be- 110% believe that You have to have him up there in your talks, yeah. Even if it's like a borderline six yeah, or five, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's arguably yeah. one of the best.
0: Well, I would put John Jones my number one. I think if he didn't like, he has one loss in his career and he's cut, he got disqualified for hitting in the back of the head. That was I his mean, one loss he's in his career. turning around from there, oh, absolutely. Um, Anderson Silva, GSP, and Demetrius Johnson, they probably round out my top four. I mean, what about like Habib? Habib.
1: I mean, yeah, he's suspended now. I mean,
0: He's suspended, but he's still great. He's won loss in his career, too.
1: He destroyed Conor McGregor. He did. I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. He killed him. Just because he you know,
0: McGregor had no chance ever since... He took him to the... What Khabib did, he played to his strengths. He took Conor on the ground, and he knew he could beat him on the ground. So that's yeah. what he did. And a lot of people that aren't very familiar with UFC, they hated that approach. But UFC... UFC it's it's more MMA. Sports. It's mixed martial arts. It's not boxing. It's not kickboxing. It's not... Uh, karate, it's it's mixed martial arts. I mean, it's any type of martial arts, wrestling is involved. Yeah. It's
1: yeah. And I mean, like, granted, you could be the, one of the hardest hitters in UFC, but I mean, oh, yeah. it. It's a lot of like mental game. too. you have to know your opponent. Mm-hmm. You can't just go in there without even having studied him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I you.
0: Yeah, you have to know their
1: strengths, their weaknesses. Yeah. Habib definitely was watching. Oh, yeah. Like prior fights, Conor McGregor, even the Floyd Mayweather McGregor boxing fight. Yeah. Because that definitely helped. It definitely shows McGregor's where he's going to try goals. this.
0: Okay. And um, yes, there is a fight this week. It's um, Edson Barbosa against someone else. that's going to be happening tomorrow. However, that's really not. Um, it's not that big. It's just a fight night. However, the wing I want to talk about is a week from tomorrow. There, Max Holloway is fighting against Dustin Poirier. It's the second time it's happening, and I think Max Holloway takes it. I think Max Holloway probably has. I didn't check the odds of the fight, but I feel like Max Holloway has um, is favored, definitely favored in the fight. I think he might be the heavy favorite in the fight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, I can check. I'll check that. It's, real quick.
1: it's pretty much. I'd call it like almost dead nuts, even. You think so? Yeah, I could see it going either way, but Holloway, I do think, will defend the title.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, um, their first fight was in two thousand twelve, and Dustin Poirier did win that fight. Yeah. and he won in the first round by submission. However, that it's was thousand. It's long, been seven years, and long time since Max Holloway been was, been. was not the fighter he was He's back then. And I think Dustin Poirier is also not the fighter he was that time, at the time. Yeah. And I, I think Dustin Poirier may have dropped off a bit since then. That's just my personal opinion. So anyway, that that's, will be on pay-per-view if you guys are interested in that. I believe it's April 14th is Reddit the date. Streams. Yep, Reddit streams is perfect. April 13th it'll be on. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. That's the, uh, no, the main card. 10 the PM. main event probably won't start until around 12:30, 1 o'clock. Somewhere around there.
1: Prelims start around 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And prelims
0: you can find on ESPN+. Plus. It yeah, might even, even be just on ESPN. ESPN, Go. yeah. ESPN Go. You can watch those on. Anyway, that's the last thing we we're talking about. Next week, we're probably going to bring a lot more baseball. More March Madness. Do uh, you know what? Uh, not March Madness at this point. Do you know when the Final Four starts? Are we going to be able to talk about that next week?
1: We should be able to. Yeah, the
0: Elite, It'll if not, it the matchups. Because the Elite Eight's going to definitely April happen 6th, before April then. April so we can, we'll either have... Final four previews, or final four results, I'm not sure what it will be, but it'll definitely be one of those. Um, hopefully some more football news comes up. We didn't get time to talk NHL, um, but the NHL and NBA play- playoffs are gonna be creeping in, so we do want to spend more time talking about that next time up. Probably we'll skip NFL next time actually, unless some huge news comes, and not as much about baseball. So thank you guys for watching, thank you guys for listening, and um, if you want, you can follow, follow us on Twitter because we keep it updated. Um, if you want to follow my personal Twitter, it's actually – got to find it. I don't know what it's called. It's, um, my personal Twitter is Jack Murph. It's at JackMurf27, and I pretty much only talk about the Yankees on there. So if you're a big Yankee fan or you hate Yankee fans and you want to trash me on there, I welcome both of them. And our uh, Twitter for the podcast, 365 Sports Podcast, it is at three six five sports pod, not podcast. Three six five sports pod. So hit us up with a follow on there. We on the on the uh, Twitter for the podcast. We put up polls about we put up polls about sports. What's going on? You can vote in them. Engage with you can engage with us on there. You can DM us questions, and we will have you featured on the podcast. As earlier, we had our first feature on the podcast. We'll feature you, we'll feature your question. we'll give you a shout out and we'll tell people to follow you on Twitter. So if you want some followers on Twitter, come DM us and we'll give you a shout out. So anyway, that's it here. Thank you so much for listening. Jack and Riley signing off. Peace out.